All right, everybody, welcome back to the Between the Stitches Baseball Only Podcast, episode number eight. Wow. We're back with baseball. Opening weekend has come and gone, and a lot of things have happened. Everybody played, everyone hit home runs, everyone struck out. We'll give you our reactions, our takeaways, everything that we took out of this first four Three or four games, depending on who you're rooting for. And we will also drop five things that you might have missed this weekend. So thanks for tuning in. Stick around to the end. Let's, go. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Like we mentioned, we are so fired up to get to get between the stitches going with the baseball action. Because all we've been able to talk about every episode we've had is just the speculation. Yeah, I mean, I guess we had spring training, but not great. Before that, it was a lockout. And then even after the lockout, it was like free agency. And then these guys and this, it's just, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. But we are here now to talk about real, actual baseball that happened over the weekend. We had a ton of games. We had a ton of action. We had a bunch of young guys making their major league debut. We had Big names staying at the top of their game. We had other big names not come through quite as much as we thought. Of course, it's very early. It's only, like I said, three games in for a lot of teams. But before we get into the established big leaguers, we'll talk about the young guys that we mentioned on the last episode that had a lot of hype. Everyone was really excited for them. How did they do? Uh, Starting with Spencer Torkelson. Top prospect for the Detroit Tigers. It's sounding like he is hitless at this point in time. Uh, Hitless through the first three games, which is not the end of the world. Um, But, you know, ideally you get that one hit out of the way um, to ensure that, you know, you don't have that monkey on your back. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world, right? You don't want to overreact. You don't want to uh, get to a point where you're like, oh, he's a bust. He's done. Of course, I don't think anybody's doing that with a guy like Spencer Torkelson. But nevertheless, you want to see the guy get a hit, right? You want to see the guy come through for his team, get just get that first knock, get excited. Everyone gets excited for him. Um, but he'll be fine, right? He was a top prospect. He will be fine. Promise. Another huge guy, number one overall prospect, Bobby Wood Jr. Also off to a pretty slow start. Uh, Two for 15 to start his big league career. He's got three RBIs. He's got a stolen base. More than anything, probably just nerves, probably just an unfamiliar situation. Um, But he's in the big leagues, and 
you know, he did come through with a go-ahead RBI on opening day. He had a phenomenal diving play to save a run for the Royals uh, over the weekend. Diving play at third base with the infield in, or at least even the corners in, first and third situation, less than two outs. Diving down the line to his right at third base from his knees, firing a ball home. Two hopped, made the play. He looks great. I mean, he looks the part, even though he hasn't quite obviously gotten quote unquote. I mean, he's got 15 ABs. He's got 15 at bats in the big leagues. And a lot of the guys, these other guys have huge, uh, you know, contracts, huge name guys. We'll get into that a little bit later with some of the big names that haven't quite started so hot. But he'll be fine. Same thing with Spencer Torkelson. Bobby Witt Jr. and Torkelson will be completely fine. Um, Hunter Green for the Cincinnati Reds. He got the win in his Major League debut. I want to make sure I get these stats right. But he was coming in and he was throwing bullets. Bullets, 100 miles an hour, 101, 102. Um, he looked pretty good. Five innings pitched, uh, seven punch outs, pretty strong, pretty strong. Um, three earned runs, four hits. A couple of those earned runs came off of a Matt Olson home run to dead center off a freaking 100 mile an hour fastball at the letters that he just smoked it. But seven punch outs, five innings, gets the win. And his major league debut. So good, uh, good for him. Because he was a guy that a lot of people were, I don't know. People were just hoping that he he would get to the big leagues. I don't think he would, there was ever a point where, you know, his career or anything even remotely close to that was in jeopardy. But he got Tommy John, right? And people they usually come back okay, but a lot of times you don't know. The velo might not get back to where it was before. Not a problem for Hunter Green. He's throwing absolute fucking BBs, dude. 101 up in the zone. Good breaking ball. Good off speed, man. He looked really sharp. And you can't really ask for much more. Five innings, three earned, seven strikeouts for a guy in his major league debut. Um, and I'm sure he'll start to tune it up. I'm sure he made a couple mistakes here and there. He'll be fine. So excited for him. Um, Julio Rodriguez. This guy made his debut this weekend. Also struggled at the dish. 12 ABs, one base hit. What is going on? Nothing. They're fine. It's nothing. It's literally nothing. Um, the hit he came through with was clutch. I believe it was either Saturday or Sunday. And the Mariners were down, either down by a run or tied. It was a very, very, very close game. He came up to lead off the inning. He was the leadoff base runner, and he got a he smoked a double in the gap. Ended up coming around to score and give the Astros, God, not the Astros, give the Mariners the lead. Um, and he's he looks fine again. You know, speed looks good. Outfield play looks fine. All these guys, man, are just going to need a little bit of time. That's it. They're just going to need, give them a month. Give them, not even a month, man. Give them two weeks. Two weeks, and these these numbers will start to come back up, and they'll even out a little bit. All it takes is a good stretch of a game and a half, especially at this point in the season. 
you get three hits in one game, two hits in the next game, all of a sudden you have seven hits in 28 at-bats, and you're back up to 250. You know, like, it's really, it's not bad. When you look at Julio Rodriguez's numbers, again, everybody knows it's only been 12 ABs, but you see 083 in the batting average column, you're like, ugh, it's not great. Not great. Uh, but they'll be fine. And if more than anything, man, it's just good to see these guys up in the big leagues because they deserve it. They definitely deserve to be there, undoubtedly. And, um, you know, it's – you'd rather have the young guys up and you'd rather have guys contributing that are the best option for the team at that position. For the Mariners, the best available options in the outfield include Julio Rodriguez. For the Reds, the best available starting pitching options include Hunter Green in the rotation. For the Royals, the best infielder options include Bobby Wood Jr., et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they should be up, and they are. And you know what? Early struggles are going to happen, man. But it's going to be that much sweeter when these guys start turning it on a little bit and they start really uh, contributing to these teams, especially guys like Torkelson with the Tigers who might have a shot at the postseason, Julio Rodriguez and the Mariners who are – had an electric potential postseason run in last month of the season last year. Only got better, so it'll be fun to see him. So nobody freak out about the young guys yet. Give it another two weeks. I know that's a long time because everybody's impatient. They want to win now, now, now. But no, two weeks, they'll be fine. Five things you might have missed over the weekend from baseball that we wanted to highlight. Number one, I'm biased, but number one, the Padres starting pitching started the year with 13 innings pitched and zero hits allowed. You Darvish pitched six no-hit innings on opening day. Sean Maniah threw seven no-hit innings the following day. Both guys got pulled for pitch count reasons, and both times in both games, the Padres brought in Tim Hill, left-handed submarine guy, and in both cases, the first batter Tim Hill faced gave up a a hit to him so I mean it's not a big deal right no hitters are cool but at the end of the day ideally they win the game the problem is the Padres ended up going on to lose on opening day uh, because of an absolutely utter collapse by the bullpen in the ninth inning but very very fascinating uh, to have 13 innings from your starters in the first two games and have not given up a hit and you got to think well then there's no way one of them wasn't a no hitter they weren't because they're on pitch counts and they were both up in the 90s in pitch count. Um, so they said, okay, you guys are done. Good job. Bullpen should seal this. They didn't want, didn't any other. Second thing you might have missed this weekend, the Guardians uh, have a rookie named Stephen Kwan. Stephen Kwan started his career this season. He made his major league debut on opening day. Over the weekend, he went 8 for 12 with five runs scored. In his first four games, eight for 12. Steven Kwan, eight for 12. Julio Rodriguez, one for 12. Bobby Wood Jr., two for 14. It's funny, man. It's so funny how that shit happens. It's fucking hilarious because, listen, I'm sure Steven Kwan is really good. In fact, he might even be up there uh, as a prospect. Steven Kwan. What a beast, man. What a beast. He was a fifth-round pick uh, in 2018. I'm going to check the top 100 prospects for the Guardians because, I mean, if he's in there, 
That's great. Doesn't look like he was. <laughs> Doesn't look like he's uh he's in the top third uh, top one hundred. He is, however, the fifteenth overall prospect for the Guardians in their franchise. Fifteenth overall guy comes up to the fucking big leagues and goes eight for twelve. Fuck, that's fucking good. On the flip side of that, too, like we mentioned about Julio Rodriguez and Bobby Wood Jr. and the other guys that started slow, you come back in two weeks, Stephen Kwan will probably be hitting 265, just like Julio Rodriguez. It's just funny, though, because then all of a sudden Stephen Kwan has two bad games, 0 for 4, 0 for 4, back to North, back to earth, right? So that's how baseball works. That's why it's a long season. It's a longevity-type sport because – you have to be able uh, to take sample sizes bigger than four games or even two weeks. So good for Stephen Kwanda, man. Holy shit. Third thing you might have missed this, uh, this weekend. The third thing is a big one. Third thing you might have missed this weekend, Shohei Otani started his season at the plate four for 18 with nine punch-outs. Oof. Yikes. Not good. Again, give it two weeks. I'm sure he'll be fine. Sure he'll be fine. But, I don't know. They played four games. He averages over two punch-outs a game. I mean, what are we doing? Come on now. He'll be fine, right? Everybody knows he's a beast. He's whatever. But I'm sure the league's also made some adjustments. I'm sure they've learned kind of where they should pitch him and where they shouldn't. I don't know. That one doesn't scare me that much. But if we come back on this episode, this Monday between the Stitches episode next week, and we go, Shohei Otani is still in 190. And he's got, you know, 27 strikeouts. I'm going to go, whoa. Panic button. Not yet. Keep that in the back of your head. Fourth thing you might have missed this weekend. There was a bunch of home runs hit by a bunch of different star players. Vlad Jr., Mike Trout. All the guys you could think of hit home runs. Third longest home run of the weekend of all the home runs that were hit was hit by Austin Barnes. Austin Barnes, backup catcher for the LA Dodgers, hit a ball 453 feet. Yes, it was at Coors Field. Uh, I don't give a shit, man. When you hit a ball that far off Herman Marquez, it's pretty fucking impressive. And the fact that it was Austin Barnes is hilarious. Hilarious. So, Austin Barnes hit the third longest home run of the weekend at 453 feet. And the fifth thing you might have missed this weekend is probably the craziest one of them all. Joey Votto had had 
over 8,000 at-bats. On uh, Thursday night, I think it was Thursday, right? Let's just be sure. Thursday or Friday. Let's see. Did they play on Thursday? Yes, they did. On Thursday night, Joey Votto popped up a pitch for Max Freed to the left side. Max Freed came off the mound and caught it in the air for an out. Fly out F1. In over 8,000 at-bats, it's the first time Joey Votto has popped up to the pitcher. 8,000 at-bats. Think about that. Good hitter that stays healthy the whole season gets 500 at-bats. 8,000 divided by 500. That's fucking insane. That's 16 seasons. 16 seasons. Sixteen seasons Joey Votto went without popping out to the pitcher, and he does it on opening day. It's hilarious, man. It's really funny, actually, how that shit ends up happening. You know, like first game, first whatever. Um, but yeah, that was the five things you might have missed this weekend. Um, you know, we're keeping it brief, we're keeping it short and sweet, hitting all the points that we need to. Um, but this last few minutes here, we wanted to talk about the takeaways. That we had for the weekend. Takeaway number one from all the games is the Astros went three and one against the uh, Angels. And takeaway number one would be the Astros still look really fucking good. Really, really good. I know a lot of people say the Angels aren't good. The Angels are this, whatever. The Astros still look really, really good. So take that how you want. It was only four games. But the takeaway, one of the biggest takeaways of the weekend, Astros still look fucking legit. So heads up. Takeaway number two is the Cubs... Might be a little bit better than people think. Uh, people are talking about how the Cubs are going to finish fourth in the Central, or even some some people are jokingly saying fifth. I feel like a lot of people had them third in the division. A lot of people, right? You got your Cardinals. You got the Brewers. Uh, Pirates are going to be pretty pretty bad and then the reds were not expected to be very good the brewers were a lot of people's pick to win the division they won the division last year um they got tons of arms at the top of the rotation they look really good they look really sharp you know on the mound but uh the cubs take two out of three against the brewers they score five runs on Thursday on opening day. 
On Saturday, they put up nine runs on the Brewers, and they lit up Brandon Woodruff. Lit him up. They just got Seiya Suzuki, the uh, Japanese guy that came over. He hit a home run off Freddie Peralta on Sunday. They The bottom line is that none of the big three for the Brewers were even close to what they were last year, which is fine. We know it's their first start. We know it's the early parts of the season. But it's not a bad sign if you're a Cubs fan and you see them putting up crooked number after crooked number against guys like Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta. When they're putting up four runs in an inning off those guys, three runs in an inning off those guys, shit, even two runs in an inning off guy like Corbin Burns, that's impressive. Uh, so the, the Cubs might swing it a little bit this year. Their pitching is going to be a question mark for sure. But is it? You know, is it at the same time? I mean, Kyle Hendricks is solid. Um, you know, Marcus Stroman? I think I can pitch. Drew Smiley's in the rotation. He ain't bad. Bullpen? Not the worst bullpen I've ever seen. Michael Gibbons, solid arm. Daniel Norris, solid lefty. David Robertson, big league veteran. Jesse Chavez, big league veteran. I don't know. I'm just saying. You got Wilson Contreras is still behind the plate. You got Patrick Wisdom probably playing first base or third base. Frank Schwindle. Everybody didn't know who the hell he was. Got called up last year and turned into a fucking monster. Same with Patrick Wisdom. They got a young guy, Nick Madrigal, at second base that can play. Nico Horner's going to play short. Their outfield ain't bad, dude. Ian Happ, Jason Hayward, Seiya Suzuki. Mix in a little Clint Frazier. They got Jonathan VR, big league veteran off the bench. I don't know. I don't know. The Cubs going to win the World Series this year? Probably not. Are they going to win the division? Probably not. Are they going to surprise some people? Maybe. Maybe they do. Just saying. The last takeaway for me from this weekend. And it's not because one guy did well and the other guy didn't because we know it's early in the season. What I will say is it's the probably my biggest it's my biggest takeaway from this weekend, something that I said before the season. The Braves will be just fine without Freddie Freeman. They will be just fine. Their starting pitching is great. Their bullpen is great. Especially when they get back Ronald Acuna Jr. Their offense will score a shit ton of runs. Albies, Acuna, Marcelo Zuna is back. Duvall, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Eddie Rosario. Now you have Matt Olson. Dude, they're going to be fine. They might win more games this year than they did last year. They barely got in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I think they won the division, but it was a shitty division.
Braves are going to be fine, man. They, uh, they're going to win a lot of games. Their bullpen is great. Max Freed, nasty. Ian Anderson, nasty. A healthy Soroka for them, nasty. Just saying. Just saying. The, the, uh, the Braves will be fine. So, don't you worry about it. Uh, running through uh, the weekend and uh, just how everything went down. Um, Padres played the Diamondbacks, took three out of four. Phillies played the Oakland A's, Phillies took two out of three. Rays and Orioles, Rays swept the Orioles. Orioles are the only team remaining without a win. Not shocking. Tigers and Twins played, uh, excuse me, Tigers and White Sox played. In Detroit, White Sox took two out of three. Mets Nationals, Mets took three out of four. Braves Reds, a little bit surprising. Uh, four games set with those two teams, split it, two and two. Rangers Blue Jays, Blue Jays took two out of three. Royals Guardians, uh, who are still playing in a series. It's a, it's a carryover series through the weekend into Monday. Royals won two out of three. Guardians beat them in that third game, 17 to three. Ouch. Twins Mariners. Mariners took two out of three from the old Twins. Little bit interesting. Cardinals Pirates. Cardinals took two out of three. Cubs Brewers, like we mentioned before. Cubs took two out of three. Rockies Dodgers. Rockies took two out of three. Uh-oh. No, Dodgers will be fine. But two out of three for the Rocks. Good for them. Marlins Giants. Giants take two out of three from the Marlins. Angels Astros, we mentioned before. Astros take three out of four. And finally, the Red Sox and the Yankees opening the season, playing each other in the Bronx. Yankees take two out of three. So the standings, as they are after the first weekend, Rays are in first place in the AL East, 3-0. White Sox are tied for first in the AL Central at 2-1. Astros in first in the AL West at 3-1. And at least Mets lead that division. Three, they are three and one over the Phillies, who are two and one. Just beat them by a half game because they played more. Cubs and Cardinals are tied for first place in the NL Central at two and one. And the San Diego Padres are in first place in the NL West at the moment at three and one. Half game over the Colorado Rockies and San Francisco Giants, who are two and one. So division leaders, Padres NL West. Cubs, Cardinals, NL Central, Mets, NL East, Astros, AL West, White Sox, Royals, AL Central, Rays in the AL East. Will they stand? I don't know. You're looking at the American League East. Rays could easily win that division. Do I think they're going to? Nope. But you never know. And with that, we will let you guys go. We wanted to keep it nice and short, a little half-hour episode. Update you guys on the world of baseball. Thank you guys for tuning in. Check us out on social media. Check us out on Patreon, guys. We just started a new Patreon page. And uh, we're going to be releasing exclusive blog posts, content, engaging stuff, give you guys the ability to have monthly uh, video chats with us at The Phenomenal Fan 
uh, podcast group, talk to us about all things with baseball, sports in general, hot takes, cold takes, Patreon. Go to uh, the link in our bio and subscribe to Patreon at the different tiers, whatever tier you feel most comfortable with. We appreciate the support either way from any type, listenership, following on social media, Patreon. It's all great, and we all appreciate it, and we all love you guys. So thank you guys for tuning into the phenomenal, no, Between the Stitches podcast, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. We love you. We'll catch you guys in the next episode. Cheers.